You're listening to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions, and I'm your host, Michelle Dawes-Burke. Fasten your seatbelts as it's sure to be an informative discussion and conversation. Keep in mind that we are not perfect, but we're empowered. Enjoy. For those new people, thank you so much for taking the time. Let me give you a little bit of background about what Real Chicks Rock is all about. We're all about creatively collaborating, connecting, and raising awareness regarding issues that impact us women. Yes, that's what we do. And we do it by way of community service engagement, public speaking, mentoring, workshops, and the arts. We have been blessed to be doing this particular platform here, talking to wonderful people, subject matter experts, and alike since April 2016. So that's a couple of years that we've been doing it. We're so honored and grateful to be able to have this platform to talk to wonderful people. And today is no different. Today's topic is a conversation with Lady Alma. My guest today, Lady Alma. Yay! (laughs) How are you, beautiful one? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Yes, it is a pleasure to have you. I know you are on the road. You just killed it last night in Charlotte, right? Yes. Uh, Ah, good times. Yes, good times, good times. But we want to jump in and talk all about you. You were born in San Diego, but raised in in Philly. Is that right? That is correct. Uh, My father was in the service. Was is that right? So did you move around a lot, Alma, or no? Philly was always your your mainstay. Uh, Philly was always my mainstay. Mm. My mom and my dad didn't stay together too long where we would be moving around all right so you know when they fizzled out we went back to philly yeah 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 so tell me what was the neighborhood like for you in philly what kind of music were you listening to at that time you remember absolutely i remember being in a house where all types of music Mm -hmm. was being played from rock music to gospel music Uh, jazz, all, all the genres. My grandmom was a music lover Mm -hmm. and I think everybody in the house was, Mm -hmm. and they liked what they liked, Mm -hmm. which happened to be everything. So I grew up listening and hearing a whole lot of things. Mm -hmm. Did you have a favorite genre as a kid, Elma? You just liked it all. Um, I think at that time I really wasn't for sure Mm -hmm. about the different types. I just knew what felt good to me and what I liked. And that was pretty much it. I didn't, you know, develop a taste for a specific type of music until I got older. Okay. Okay. And so when did you know or realize you had a voice for singing? When did you know oh, well, you could sing? My mom had me singing ever since I was three years old. Is that right? Uh, she was in choirs. <laughs> And she pretty much took me everywhere she went. Her, her motto was, if my child can't come, then I can't come. You know what? I, I like so, your mom. I like your yeah. mom. Yeah, I like her. Because I do the same thing with my son. I take him every... <laughs> I say, if it's not PG, we not going. We can't. That's, right. <laughs> That's awesome. So you got exposed to a lot of different type of settings and music and community and just you was already in the pocket. So did your was your mom also the mom that would have people come over and, and you would sing for the family? Were you doing that too at a young age? A, a little bit. Okay. <laughs> she used to live with her sister and her and her sister used to have parties all the time. Mm-hmm. So at some point in time when she wanted me to display my gift, uh-huh. she would call me down 
and uh, have me sing a couple songs for her friends. And then she'd make her friends pay me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was like a twofold thing. She looked out for me in a sense. Like my mom was the first to give me my first couple of gigs then, That's you awesome. might as well say. Awesome. That's <laughs> all right. That's all right. Did you sing more, uh, Lady Alma, when you were in high school or did you join talent shows? How did people start to know that you had this voice outside of your mom and the family? I didn't do too many talent shows, mm-hmm. but I did a lot of singing in the church, okay. which had me out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as well so mm-hmm. people knew you know what I did when I was in the church and mm-hmm. that's how they kind of knew that I could sing not to mention my mom was always telling people I could sing right too, so. okay so now you singing in the church typically it's Christian or gospel music that you're singing we singing about the Lord when we're in church and yeah. so did mom have any objections when you wanted to start singing a little differently? How did that come about? How were you able to, you know, say, mom or family, listen, I feel something tugging at me. Might be an offer here for me to sing something else. How did that evolve for you? Well, I went to school for music. I went to Gerard Academic Music Program. So my mom, you know, her thing was, if this is something you like to do, I need for you to educate yourself. And the reason why I'm telling the backstory yeah, first, because yeah. it kind of will support my answer. Right. And so she wanted me to know, she wanted me to know my craft. Moving to now, it uh, it pretty much found me. Mm. 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 You know, I was already there. Mm-hmm. But we kind of found each, each other. other. Mm-hmm. You remember you know. the day when you found each other? You remember? What'd you say? Do you remember the day when you found each other? When music found you and you found it? You remember that day? I was three years old. <laughs> I was three years old when music found me. We fell in love maybe about high school age, though. Okay. I, I, honestly, because I... I started learning about it theoretically, mm-hmm. getting an understanding of what music is, where it came from, you know, the different genres and how each genre supported or came from the other. Mm-hmm. And um, that's pretty yeah, much. I got you. I got that's you. Pretty much it. So set us up for your first gig, right? You're in love with music. Uh, your first paid gig, if you will. You remember that day? What was what that was like? I do remember I, that day? I wasn't Lady Alma at that time. I was in a collective group uh, with King Brit, and the the group was Silk One Thirty. Nice. And our first professional gig was when we went on tour. So I started to get to learn, you know, about tour life and the music business when I started singing with King. So he kind of actually was my catapult Mm -hmm. to professionalism Mm -hmm. in music. Mm -hmm. And you remember, how old were you roughly? What was your decade? Were you in your 20s, 30s? Yeah, we'll be telling my age, but (laughs) you don't have to. 
No, my mid-20s. Okay, okay. No, because we want to respect you, Lady Alma, because this we don't want anybody to think this is a fly-by-night. Like, you've paid your dues. Yes. You have been yes. doing this and, and taking it from a grassroots perspective, right? Learning from other people and dealing with DJs and producers and just getting emerged. And so how long did you tour with King Brit? How long did that last for you? It lasted a couple of years mm-hmm. because um, there was some changing of the guards mm-hmm. at Sony. Mm-hmm. King was signed to Sony. Okay. But, you know, he wasn't an artist, like in the sense of singing or anything. So he wanted to put this collective group together and formed the Silk 130. But we all used, we came from the club, mm-hmm. Silk City, which is on Fifth and Spring Garden, right. and everybody that was a part of the band, we all we all frequent Silk City mm-hmm. during the time of King Brit's days of spinning at Silk City, and so he kind of put people together mm-hmm. that he knew knew each other because mm-hmm. one of the things was he was trying to to give or convey or even like put out that it was a family thing. Yeah. And we just, you know, like TLC, they were all put together, even though they appeared. Yeah. Like they knew Knew each each other. other. They came all from separate places. Right. Didn't know each other and they grew. Right. We all knew each other. Yeah. So the only thing we could do from there is to grow together musically. Everybody that was a part of Silk 130 had uh, their own thing going with the exception of myself Mm -hmm. and uh, my partner at the time by the name of Tangent Dixon. Mm -hmm. We were partners, but we weren't really doing anything like on the major level as when we got with Silk 130. Mm -hmm. We redid the the remake of um, Last Night at DJ Saved My Life. So Mm. put us all together from us hanging out. Yeah, yeah. And here we are. So that's awesome because to be able to work with people you know, it does create a different dynamic, more of a space, safe, a safe space, if you will, family feeling versus I don't really know this person, but I got to work with this person, right? Yep. So it has a different yeah. kind of energy. Did you guys have an opportunity to tour not only the U.S., but of course Europe, right? Did you get to do some things in Europe? We did not. We got as far as Canada. Ah. And uh, just as the European tour was coming together, mm-hmm. changing of the guards. That's what I want to come to now. Yeah. It was the changing of the guards. The president at that time, Donnie Ina, he believed in Silk City, Silk 130 and King Brit. But when the changing of the guards came, they Not were so a little much. younger. Yeah. They were more about, you know, saving because it was about 13 people in this band. Wow. To, yeah. To take this band on the road. That Ooh, was a lot. Very expensive. Mm-hmm. Very expensive. Mm-hmm. And so they couldn't understand the concept. And so King ultimately got dropped from the uh, label. Mm-hmm. But everybody that was on that tour started blowing up yeah. you know, being a musician 
and playing for, you know, the likes of like Jill Scott and uh, playing with, you know, um, what's her name? Lord, forgive me. <laughs> the one that uh, was with the Fugees. Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the musicians played for her. Yeah. Just play for a lot of people. And even some of the vocalists, like Lady Diva Blue, she's a very, very uh, renowned jazz artist. Yes. And Ursula Rucker, who at the time was not on tour with us because she was carrying, uh-huh. but all over everybody's stuff besides her own. And she's world renowned. Mm-hmm. And, you know, myself mm-hmm. and... Uh, Jeff Bradshaw, who played the trombone. Yes, we know Jeff so Bradshaw. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. you know, he's headlining and doing his own yes, thing now. Yes, he is. So uh, a lot of us, Chuck Trees, uh, a very accomplished musician mm-hmm. and artist, and one of the first black skateboarders in Phila- to come out of Philadelphia. Wow. wow. So everybody ended up doing really, really great things. Awesome. Once that happened, we were sad mm-hmm. that you know, we couldn't continue on, mm-hmm. but it helped and yeah. catapulted all of us in the spaces that we're in now. And what happened for you? I mean, you, you're so, you just so, you continue to remain humble. You list everybody else in the band. What about you? After the, after this happened, the changing of the guards, as you say, what happened for you? How did you pop off? What, 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 what happened? <laughs> well, for me, I ended up meeting a good friend of uh, King's who was one part of a group from England mm-hmm. called For Hero. Mm-hmm. And uh, he wanted to work with me. He would be my first person outside of King to work with and my first time that I would be in England. Mm. And we did a so We recorded a tune called Hold It Down. Mm-hmm. And that was like one of the first songs to introduce me actually to the world and it did very well. And so I started meeting more DJs that were also producers and started code, you know, writing and, you know, producing with some of the said DJs that I'm still friends with today, you know? And so just wrote. And then of course, I won't get to, I'm not going to get ahead of myself because I know you'll probably ask me the question. <laughs> However, you know, I did a lot for a minute and then I had to stop. Okay. And we'll talk about that. Four Hero is awesome because they, man, the remixes, the music that they put out is just delicious. Very sexy, yes. very saucy, very soulful house-ish. Um, it, it just it, incredible work there, but yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. You were working with them for a while. And so then you stopped. What happened? Lady Alma, what, what, what happened well, there? Well, you know, life started life. Is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, the woman who I saw as a, a strong woman, my shero, mm-hmm. the person that birthed me, mm-hmm. she got sick. Okay. And, she got sick to the point where she needed me. Okay. And so I had to take a break. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ten years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I still continued to write, though. Okay. Didn't do too much traveling mm-hmm. and a lot of shows mm-hmm. because she was my first priority. And it, having COPD 
and having heart failure and having some other issues going on. Mm -hmm. She needed someone that really loved her. Yes. And cared for her and not just saw her as a patient. Yes. And so for a moment, God had to sit me down to do that. Yes. Yes. You know, if I had to do it again, I would do it again. You would do it again. You would do it again. Absolutely. All over. So as you're writing, were you writing for other people uh, specifically? No. Or just writing because it it was coming out of you? I was just writing because I have friends that. They believe in me, like the Mark, the Clive Lowe's yes. and the C knowledges. Yes. And, um, so many that I have worked with, they believed in me. So they still wanted to do things and create music with me. I just couldn't get out and get into the studios with them, mm-hmm. or, you know, leave the country and work. Because, again, Carla was my main priority. Yes, I understand. Once I knew that my mother really needed me, I really had to yeah. uh, put things in their perspective and put them in the priorities that they were supposed to be in. Absolutely. And so she was my first priority. Absolutely. Absolutely. Music is all is my life, mm-hmm. but my mom was my first priority. I get it. I get it. I get it. Absolutely. Because you've worked with so many different people, I want to get to the fact that you heard and listened to a lot of music as a kid growing up with this beautiful mother named Carla. Right. Um, Why house music? Because when you open up your mouth, Lady Alma, you can sing whatever you want. You could be jazz. You can be R&B. You can be gospel. Why house Mm, that's such a beautiful question to mm-hmm. ask me. Um, first, I was introduced to House while I was in college. Mm-hmm. And I liked how House made me feel. Yeah. <laughs> I liked how when I looked, when I wasn't dancing, yeah. I would just be engaged with watching people just be in the yeah. dance. Yes. And um, I've never witnessed discord and fights at house parties. Um, And it's a level of, it makes me feel like church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My mom is a preacher. Yeah. And house made me feel like gospel. Now, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I love gospel. However, I don't like feeling like I'm being like under a microscope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like when you're talking about God, I tell you, everybody will come at you if you do anything that is not of a godly nature. Right. That is cool. So they forget that you're human. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't see gospel artists. They see them as there's some supernatural being and in actuality, they're just humans yes. and they make mistakes and they do things wrong. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're not perfect. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I felt like if I had to win in that direction, it would have been too much pressure for me. Okay. However, with house music, though, I can speak of any subject and don't feel convicted about whatever subject I'm speaking of, but still 
I could play every song for my mother who was a preacher. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to be in an area where when I was excited about a song I finished recording, that I could come and play it for my mom. And I said, well, mom, excuse me for this line coming up or <laughs> that line coming up. I didn't have to do that. Yeah. And she liked it because it had that beat. Yeah. I just, I just <laughs> like how house makes me feel. House does a different feeling to me than R&B or jazz mm -hmm. or uh, rock music or, you know, Calypso mm -hmm. or something else. It, it, it's just different. It, it, it's almost like house is God's language yeah. for yeah. the person that don't go to church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I get it. Mm -hmm. And they got a little reverence for the creator as well. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I'm not a preacher or anything, mm -hmm. but I just know that it just, it it just does my heart. Yeah, it I can see makes it. Makes my heart feel really good. I can like see every it. house track I hear, mm. whether it's instrumental or someone is singing on it, it's just it gives me that good feeling. And now I'm speaking of house, yeah. not EDM. Come on, but house music. Come on, <laughs> tell them, Lady Alba. Come on. Because EDM is a little bit yeah, different. It's a little different. A little different. It's a little and different. I need, yes. I need that soul and I need that something that I can tap into that once I tap into that, I'm able to tap into the audience. Yes, 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 yes. You said so many gems in that. And I, I just want to add a little too, because you're absolutely right. Um, house music found me in college, right? Um um, born and raised in the Bronx, Jamaican parents. So I grew up with the birth of hip hop. And so to think about listening to anything else, the peer pressure from the neighborhood was not having it. And so when I went to college in Jersey, I would come home to Paradise Garage yes. and I would go and party in Zanzibar more because um, financially just made sense. I was, I take right. route one and nine, go right to Zanzibar <laughs> party, see CC Rogers, see all the people like everybody. And then when I had a little bit more money and came home for the holidays, I go to the garage, but it was also a genre of music lady Alma that made us, even those that believed in God, even if, you know, feel like we could still have fun. Yes. Right. In a yes. safe space that wasn't perverted and didn't have all these different type of energies or peer pressures or yes. we would feel like we were doing some things that we shouldn't be doing. It just was a space that if you were a dancer and you loved music and you just you were good there and then you could hear the music and it, like you said, it just touched your heart and it touched your soul and you're smiling for like days after I would go out Saturday night and Wednesday. I'm still smiling from the night I had cause I had yeah. such a good time and we're sweating and we're changing our shirts and clothes. Cause we, you know, it was, it was definitely a movement. It was almost unexplainable, but now here we are in 2023 and we're still talking about it. I want to ask you lady Alma, because of your experience in the business, 
do you you feel has it changed house music or does it have a resurgence, especially coming out of COVID? What are your thoughts? <laughs> That's a good question. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta think about that yeah. just a little bit. Okay. I don't think it changed. Okay. Okay. But I have to say this. Shout out to Beyonce and Drake. Okay. Okay. And I say it because they got people talking about house. They now. do. They do. They do. Was it the best house? To use as an example. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. However, right. It's more young people now that are getting on board. That is true. It's, it's, it's more people that are learning to embrace it. That's true. And so I have to shout those two out because prior to them doing their songs, only the heads. Only the heads. Everybody knows follow me. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody. From the classic, <laughs> classical music yes. artists yes. to country music yes. artists. Yes. They all know yes. follow me. Shout out to Elias. Yes. You know, doing that tune. Mm-hmm. However, Beyonce and Drake got folks talking mm-hmm. folks that normally wouldn't be talking about True. house True. they're talking about Asking house the and embracing it now like yeah. they can't understand why they would took them so long to get on board yeah. so in a sense yeah i do believe a little bit it's changed yes. from you know us being in the pandemic right. and stuff of that nature yeah. because we were all in and you had all these wonderful DJs yeah. getting on platforms like Twitch mm-hmm. and Instagram yes. Live and spinning this great music, music. keeping us sane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and then I want- Beyonce and them come out. Yeah, and they do their pandemic, thing. Mm-hmm. And one of the first musics they choose to create some new stuff on mm. is house is house i was excited <laughs> i was excited and i said oh it's hope for me it's hope, it's hope now yes. like my heads won't be the only ones right. that know about right. it although the heads like to be the only ones I know. to know about it because they feel like they got something up I, on it i know i know you know i know but I, I I think it's changed a little bit, but it's changed for the good. Yeah, yeah, it's a and, it's um, a, a lot of different things there, a lot of gems in that in that response too. Yes, to Beyonce and Drake, um, even DJs like Khaled and things like that, yes. changing their their perspective of it because they thought of it or looked at it as disco. They didn't realize the energy that it had and it brought. Shouts out to Diddy who put black coffee on years ago too. Like he was like, what? I didn't, you know, so that opened up a can of worms. I'm sorry, a can of opportunities for black coffee, just traveling and being in different spaces too. I want to also accredit um, social media platforms, right? Because, and the memes and the gifts and the, and the TikTokers and all of this stuff that are using 
are the classics, right? So now everybody knows deep, deep inside. Shouts out to Barbara Tucker, who I just spoke to uh, a month ago, right? Right, right. A beautiful woman. I had a conversation with her. And, and yeah, and so my producer, who is half my age, right, was like, I heard that song. I know that song. And we got (laughs) to shout Kanye West out. Yes, yes. He was the one that had had it sampled in his uh, keyboard. Yes. And when he had his choir, you remember right. with the choir? And yes. they was doing something with Deep Down Inside. inside. So, like, I'm excited yeah. about it all because you got Top 40 talking about I it. I know, now. that's right. And then, and you know, Drake bought Superman. So Drake owns the rights to Superman. Are you serious? I Mm -hmm. didn't know that. And we learned today. I know that's right. Yes, we're learning today. I want to also shout out a former guest of mine, Terry Hunter. Because Ooh, yes, my yes, 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 Shout yes, 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 we love them, we love them, right? They just had an yes. awesome festival. Yeah, shouts out to all of the chosen few DJs. I've gone a couple of years, um, I didn't make it this year, but they are also doing great work. And I know you've worked with Terry, but Terry touched that Beyonce song, played it last year, and the crowd went and crazy. Got nominated yes, he for did. A Grammy. yes, he did, yes, he did, yes, he did, yes, he did. That was a big accomplishment that was huge. he might not have brought the grammy home but mm-hmm. he brought home something better yes he did and that was now people know who terry hunter is even more and because they know about terry hunter now people are trying and learning to see and learn who david morales is yes. and who mark francis is yes. and who david harness is yes. you know what i'm saying yes because of that. Yes. So shout out to Terry. I know. And you know what? We also, there's another little tidbit that people need to know. That House is the daughter of Disco. Yes, it is. Yes, That's it is. Disco's daughter. Yes, yes. So when she passed away, <laughs> rest the peace, Disco. I love my Donna Summer. Shout out yeah. to the late, great Donna Summer. yeah. Here comes house. Here comes house music. But we thank God for the two godfathers, Larry LeVan yeah. and Frankie Knuckles. <laughs> I had the opportunity, Lady Alma, to do, because as you know, as I said in the intro, Real Chicks Rock is all about community and giving back. So I had the opportunity to work with the Women's House Music Collective, which is uh, Jay Honey. And you know that beautiful That's young my lady. Boo. Yes, and she told Shout me to tell to you how. <laughs> so she celebrated her second anniversary. I had the opportunity to be a partner uh, and help her with that. And so the concept was giving back to the community and uh, teaching people how to DJ and teaching people how to dance. And it was a beautiful afternoon. And one of the DJs played. Frankie Knuckles, the whistle song, and we just, we kind of lost it a little bit. The heads, the older ones lost it because it, 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 it felt so good in our soul. We're smiling. We love to hear that song. And it just takes us back to a place, you know, and Lady Alma, some of the songs that you have, if not all of them, takes people to a certain place, right? You went viral with 30 million people. Because of this young man in Africa singing with everything in him, 
the words to your song. How did that make you feel? I know you have tears. You look like you tearing up right now. Just thinking about that blessing. Share us with us how that makes you feel. Oh, man, it was something else because that was literally right after my mom passed. Oh, my goodness. So I, I like to say that my mom was instrumental in all of that. Uh-huh. The DJ didn't know in Laka, that's his name. Mm-hmm. The, the, the DJ's name is the General DeCock mm-hmm. in Laka and myself. None of us knew each other yeah, at, all. at all. It wasn't planned. This wasn't yeah, scheduled. No. And I just feel like my mom had something to do with it. <sighs> you know, I, first of all, I wrote this song over 13 years ago. Wow. I wrote it because I was placed with a decision to have to step away from the business mm-hmm. to take care of my mom. Mm-hmm. And that song was one of the last songs that I recorded out personally. I was with David because he's a very good friend of mine, David Harness. Mm-hmm. Yes. We were chit-chatting prior to me writing that song. And uh, I was bawling my eyeballs out. And not so much because I was going to have to take a break. But because the insert the uncertainties that I had about having to take care of her, like I just never wanted her to pass away on my watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want her to pass away on my watch, and so we were talking about this, mm-hmm. and I just began to cry. Just, I just, I couldn't hold it as no longer, and. Uh, the engineer, Chris Lum, actually, he just turned around and he said, listen, use that. Mm-hmm. How you're feeling? He said, you're breaking my heart right now. Mm-hmm. Use that yes. to yes. write this song. And I just happened to say, you know, when it rains, it freaking pours. And that's it. And there we go. A classic. A classic. And we feel it. We and feel it's it. something else. We I, feel it. We feel it. Sometimes if there's any rain, if we're outside in an event, they'll play it. We're in the, in the club scene, they'll play it. And people are singing from their toes, like, because they know it was, that song has helped them. Um, they could be in a situation right now. We talked about it, right? House music is yeah. like church, right? Yeah. And so there's a sense of freedom when they hear it. They tear up. They cry. And it's not that they want to be consoled. They just want the music to sing to them and they get it out that way. And it is like a reconnection with the most high or in in what you believe in that source, that power, it connects you with that. And it gives you a sense of hope. So you give us hope in that song. You do. And to see that uh, uh, somebody we don't know, we're not connected with again, shouts out to social media. Because yes. it was shared and shared and shared and shared and shared. And to we to this day. <laughs> yes. While you and I are speaking right now. Yes, yes. Somebody is sharing that video. Right now. Right now. Let it rain, let it pour, let it go. Listen, phenomenal stuff. You've worked with some great people. You talked about David Harness. We talked about Terry Hunter. Um, work with Kenny Bobian. Do you like to write more 
than saying, where's your love? What's your love language, Lady Alma? Is it both? both. It's both. both. Writing and singing. I never had the opportunity to write for others because I'm a bit selfish. Okay. All right. And why I say that is I was. I changed. Uh, and I'll tell you why. I would write from my perspective. I would write what affects me. But some of the things that affected me affect other people as well. Right. Maybe not the exact subject of of it, but something mm-hmm. be affecting them the same way it affects me. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I haven't never wrote for someone else because you had asked me that question and I didn't answer it. I feel like they're not going to interpret. Okay. And sometimes I don't like to be the person to do like a, a, a example track or sample mm-hmm. track because I want the individual to put themselves mm-hmm. in the song. Mm-hmm. But I'm also critical. Yeah. I'm critical of myself. Yeah. I'm very critical of myself. So I'm super critical of myself. I'm going to be extra critical of everybody else, <laughs> which is why I don't write for others. Other people. However, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. open to it, okay. especially if I'm able to write with the individual in the studio with me yeah. because we get to commune a little bit. Mm-hmm. We have a conversation a little bit. I can kind of understand where they're coming from and mm-hmm. kind of tailor make the song for them. Mm-hmm. I have that ability, mm-hmm. but it's both that I get my joy because I write it. And, then you get and when you're it. able to write and tell the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. No one can misconstrue yeah. what it's all about because mm-hmm. I'm the writer of it. Yeah. And I'm telling you what this is about. Yeah. So it's face value. Yeah. I have my love language or both. I got you. I got you. So many uh, writers, when I think of I'm listening to you and I'm thinking of Stevie Wonder and Prince and even Quincy Jones and, and you know, those types of people. When they did write a song, they knew it wasn't for them to sing it, but they did put in their mind who they would like to see that, you know, sing that song. So it's, you have a totally different perspective. I get it because it's storytelling. It is storytelling. And um, to really hit home, it has to be sung a certain way, delivered a certain way, certain empathy, certain passion, even certain movement on the stage when you're singing it. Right. So to get the people um, engaged and involved. So I get it. I totally respect that. Um, 100%. You, like I said, you work with so many producers, but what I find interesting is, is that you're doing some work with Marley Marl. Is that, <laughs> is that correct, yes. Lady Alma? That is, now we talked about hip hop. It's, it's 50 years. Marley Mall goes way back with Biz Marquis, Big Daddy Kane, you know, with the symphony Mr. way Magic. back. Yeah, Mr. Magic and all that. And so how did your paths cross? How do you guys know each other? Look at that smile. <laughs> His manager knows my manager. Okay. All right. There we go. And um, he, he just actually, you know, said to his manager, I really want to work with her. Yeah. And so when he said that, 
He his Troy. That's was that's his manager. He yeah. said, oh, I, "I'll call her right now." Yeah. <laughs> of course, he called Tone because him and Tone are are, yeah. are the friends. Right. And so he called Tone and he said, "Tone, Marley won't work with Alma." Mm. And I am a product of hip hop. All right. I'm a child of hip hop. So you know. The symphony, yes, and all of those other songs that he created yes. with Shan and yes. you know other artists. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I grew up, so it was like I thought everybody was lying and pulling my chain. Right, right. I, I really thought when Tone came to me and he said, "Marley want to, Marley wants to work with you," and I'm like, "Stop playing!" Yeah, right. First of all, <laughs> Marley don't even know, know who you. I am. I Shut me all the way up. Yeah, Molly spins my music. Molly is a house DJ. Ooh. That's what a lot of the people do not know that that was his first love at 14 and 15 when his brother would tell him, Don't be using my turntables, don't be getting on my turntables. <laughs> when they leave, he would be on the turntables and house music because he hung with people out in Jersey and what right. uh, in North Jersey. Yeah. It, that was something he, that was his, a product of him. Wow. He came from house. Mm. And, you know, it was magic that swayed him to get into hip hop. He said he would have <laughs> probably been a house DJ from the gate. But, right. you know, he also was a genius on that beat machine. Wasn't he? Wasn't he? Yeah. And still is. Still and, teaching, is. and teaching others. Teaching others. So Molly Mall could have been in the ranks of longtime house DJ like Louis Vega. And Kenny Dope. And, and Kenny Dope and all that. Uh, wow. Joe Claus said. Yes. Who are you talking dirty on a Sunday? Yeah, you talking dirty on a Sunday. You talking dirty. You talking dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He yes, really could have, but he, you know, he's doing it now. Yeah. He, he still, of course, he spins his hip hop because, mm-hmm. you know, that is what he's known for. Yeah. But I also want people to know that he is also known for spinning house and he creates house and he takes some of like um, some old classic R&B, like your, your, your Michael Jackson's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're after seven mm-hmm. and he'll put house beats under their stuff. Mm. Creates a whole new oh, vibe boy. for the song. Make the song come back to life. Oh, make people who forgot about the song, make it relevant again. Yeah. Like that's, he has that power and genius I love it. in him. I so love it. when I was told he wanted to work with me, first thing, yeah, I fanned out for five seconds. Because <laughs> the next thing was, well, it better be some good house. <laughs> he could forget working with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sent the track. Yes. And Kenny Bobian was singing on the chorus part. That was it. <laughs> Which the song is entitled Joy in parentheses Hallelujah. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I haven't looked back. I totally love I loved him before I met him. Mm. I super 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 love him mm. even more now because we have allowed each other to be in each other's space yeah. and 
He's a wonderful dude. Like, if you ever get the opportunity to meet him. Yeah. Yeah. Just being in his presence. Yeah. It's just an honor yeah. and it feels good. Yeah. And he is such a, a sweetheart. Mm. A beautiful person inwardly first. That's good. That's good. And it then comes out the way he opened up his home to me mm-hmm. and the way he, you know, opened up his heart to me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's mm-hmm. my brother. Like, yeah. I'll fight <laughs> for him. You say something bad about him, you had to deal with me. Yeah, you got a problem. I hear you. For life. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Do you feel, Lady Alma, the same type of sensation when you travel abroad? Like, when you go to other countries, are they just going bananas to hear you sing? Hey, look at your face. Look at your face. Yeah. Yeah. They love you. They eat you up. They don't want to let you go. Cause I, I see who they screaming and hollering. Yeah, they about. screaming at you. Cause I just seen your sister, my friend Julie McKnight, former guest on the show. She went over there and they ate her alive. She was just so filled with the love That's and my response. Cousin. See, this? Julie is my cousin. Oh, the circles are so small. Look at that. You come from good and stuff. I found that out through another family member. He called my cousin Tommy called me and he said, Hey, you you ever heard this artist by the name of Julie McKnight? Now, I know Diamond Life, yeah, but I did not know the two be- was a part of each other. Right, right. That's the first thing. Then the second thing was after I found out who sung Diamond Life, yeah. I then find out that she is my cousin. <laughs> Shout out to your beautiful cousin, Julie McKnight. Shout out to my beautiful cousin, She's Julie She's beautiful McKnight. inside and out. Yes, she is. Yeah. Yes, she is. So do they eat you up like that when you go to Europe? Yeah. They can't get enough. They sing the songs. I look out and I see people crying. Yeah. Um, engaging with me. Uh-huh. Just being really good to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I've been very fortunate and blessed. Mm-hmm. I, I have to say it. Mm-hmm. Fortunate and blessed mm-hmm. that everywhere I have gone, I have not had a bad situation. That's awesome. I haven't had a bad reaction mm-hmm. or anything. And, you know, I attribute it again to my ancestor. Mm-hmm. You know, I attribute it to God. Mm-hmm. I attribute it to me mm-hmm. for you know because this is where I want to be mm-hmm. and seeing faces and and seeing how it you know the music that I am producing and and collaborating with others to, to create is having an impact on people yes yeah it's important yeah, it to is. me it is. that my people are happy mm-hmm. or feeling differently from how they came in. Mm-hmm. Like if they came in and they were a little off, I like to change that. If they mad, I like to change it. Mm-hmm. If they happy, I like to take them up some more. That is just, you know, I am your public servant. Mm-hmm. I'm here to serve you guys. Mm-hmm. And that's my joy. Mm-hmm. I get joy when you guys have joy. Mm-hmm. If y'all not happy, I'm not happy. It yeah. starts with you guys first. Yeah. First and foremost. 
And a lot of artists tend to take their audiences and people for granted. Mm -hmm. If they don't buy your works, if nowadays, if they don't stream your stuff, if they don't, you know, come to your shows, you're not going to be nobody but with a gift. Yeah. Wow. Wow. For yourself. Wow. That's true. That's true. That is true. Lady Elma, is there somebody you would like to work with that you have not worked with yet? Oh, so she's smiling. Who? Give me, give me a couple of names. It's a long list. It's a long list. Wow. Give me just a few. One or two. And, everybody, and all of them are not house. I, I want to work with Michael Buble, but I'd like to move him over to the housework. I heard that. I'd like to do a house track with Michael Buble. Wow. And he come to me. You know wow. what I mean? And what I mean by that is be in the same genre with me. Yes. I don't want to do a jazz classic no, with him. No. I don't want to do a R&B. I want him to come over to the house. Michael Buble. That'd be interesting because he has a nice voice. And I like him in the genre in, in how he pays homage to the classic jazz, like the Sinatras and the, you know, Tony Bennett's and the different people, but he does have a good voice. So that would be interesting to pull him over and see how that would work out. Mm. Anybody I else? Work with Harry Connick Jr. Another one. Yeah. He's good too. Wow. I want to work with the godmother of house. Mm. Barbara Tucker. Yeah. I want to work with Dawn Tolman. You haven't worked with these beautiful women? All guests on my show. Beautiful women. But we got to make this happen. We got to close this gap. Yeah, I want to work with them. It's a done deal. I have the desire. I want to work with Thundercat. And I want to have an opportunity to uh, work with Tyler, the creator. Mm. And I would like to work with... um, uh, Anderson Pack. Yes. That young man is so talented. He is. He is. And even though he's boisterous, he's also humble. Yeah. I see humility in him. Mm. Mm. And I am so attracted to his music mm. that I'm attracted to the thought of working with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. yeah. It's going to happen. I believe it. Yeah. Uh, definitely, especially with the ladies, with Barbara Tucker and Dawn Tolman. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, I believe that. That's, that's a happen. done deal. I yeah, just don't you know, yeah. had to speak it. Yeah. I, I had to speak it. Mm-hmm. But I, I have a great desire. Dawn Tolman sings I know. with the conviction and anointing that mm-hmm. it takes the anointing yeah. to do what she does. Yeah. Yeah. Barbara, Miss Tucker. Mm-hmm. That's it. Another one. I don't have to say yeah. anything. I yeah. can say Barbara Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> that says a whole lot of stuff. That's it. And that woman is a beautiful yeah. here. Yes. here. Yes. Now, I always go by how you look on the outside because mm-hmm. you could be beautiful and be crappy. Mm, on the inside. inside. But she, as beautiful as she is on the outside, I know she's yeah, just she as beautiful on the inside. And every time she opens her mouth, I just she sends chills, wow. chills up my spine. I I I, I get wow. almost clapped at times 
when she's singing. And Jocelyn Brown, too. She has a song called Lord, I Want to Thank You. Yes. And at the end, there's a prayer that she does. She just rips me all of, I'll be in tears by the end of her song because these women are great women. Yeah. Yeah. That's another one of my favorites. Not celebrated and appreciated as they should be. Yeah. Yeah. And so if I got anything to do with it, I'm always speak their names out of my mouth. Absolutely. Like I, I don't, I don't not, I don't discredit my Cece and my Robin S. Mm-hmm. I don't discredit them because I love them too. Mm-hmm. But Barbara Tucker, I know, I know, I know. She's gorgeous inside and out, and talented, and humble, and sweet, and, and want everybody to, to win. win. Yep, all the time. Isn't that something? Yeah, we gonna make we gonna make it happen. It's gonna happen. You remember, I gotta throw my little two cents in there. Well, I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> if I gotta I'm, connect I'm, the dots, I'm ready for it. I I'm know ready. you are. I know you are. You be, you busy, beautiful, blessed person. You. What's your next city? You got you got a list of places you going, aren't you? Aren't you? Busy? I'm gonna be in South Jersey for a little bit. I I'm doing on the 11th. I'll August eleventh. I'll be in Brooklyn at the at the Leo's party. Mm-hmm. Um, the nineteenth, I'll be in Jersey uh-huh. at Salem County Fairgrounds, mm-hmm. doing an all things music festival with uh, After Seven, War, Ooh. the Average White, White Band. Band. Uh, my friends and me and brother and music, his group is called UGO. That's Urban Guerrilla Orchestra. Yeah. And a plethora of other artists. And I'm going to be representing for the house. I know me. that's right. I know that's right. I know that's right. Where can the people find you, Lady Alma, on your social media oh. handles and everything else? Yes. And before, before I, I also got to mention on the 20th. Yes. I will be in New York with DJ Spinner ah! and DJ Kenny Dope on a boat, baby. Yes! He's going to sail <laughs> on the Hudson or whatever yeah, that yeah. body of water is out there. <laughs> and we're going to house them folks. Yeah. I just pray for me because I don't want the boat to be sinking. Or no, none no. Of that. Not going to happen. Style, you know, yeah. they stop yeah. that style. I don't yeah. want none of none that. that. Boat. None of that. So everybody, if you're listening right now, on August the twentieth, that's me a nice. Favor and just say a little prayer for your sure girl will. while she's on the boat. Yeah, that's going to be awesome because you're going to be up and down and looking at the Statue of Liberty and the sky, New York skyline. It's going to be gorgeous. That's going to be Absolutely. nice. And DJ Spinner is yeah. a great guy. He's a nice guy. He's a sweetheart to be working with. And Kenny Dope is good at what he does. So you're yes. in great hands. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely, I am. You are in wonderful hands. That's awesome. So you're already March. Um, March. April is already April. August is already pegged out. Right. It's already filled out. Man. Yes. You're a busy lady. We're taking, the, we're taking this the show overseas in September. Nice. From I'll be in Paris on the 15th. Mm. I'll be in London on the 20th and Manchester on the 21st of September. Look at that. And we're presenting our Give Me That Music live PA, not the concert series, because when it's the concert series, I'm with my band Vertical Current. Mm. But I'm going to be with my brother in music, 
DJ Marley Mall. Mm-hmm. Omar is going to be on the bill. <gasps> and the Floacist of Floetry oh, will be hosting and doing a little something too. Oh. And I got DJ Barry King and DJ Fitzroy on the ones and twos along with my brother, Marley Mall. Oh, my gosh. That's something. That's going to be heavy. Yeah, yeah. Rub those little hands. You see how God has rewarded you because you made your mother a priority. It's like you haven't missed a beat. He is doubling you. How about that? And everything that you thought, and you might not even gave it any thought because you're a humble servant of him and you honored your mother, which is the first thing it says. We're supposed to honor our parents, right? And so- Honor our mother and father so that our days- Yes, right, right. Long Long. on this earth. That is correct. And so I want to thank, I'm grateful that God has um, allowed you to be blessed and we can witness that and everything that you're doing. How can people find you on social media? Well, it's quite simple. <laughs> on my website is www.theladyalma.com. Mm-hmm. And then on the social media platforms like Twitter or their X now, uh, Instagram, Facebook, or wherever else, it's The Lady Alma. Just That's so it. simple and beautiful. This was a pleasure. <laughs> it really was. It was. So I, I learned some things. I I I got to talk to lady. <laughs> Just so excited. This was so good. I want to wish you nothing but continued success in everything that you do. And we as as a househead and just being in community. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for being a beautiful representation of the music we love so much. We love it. Well, thank you. You're welcome. For having this platform and giving artists a space to, you know, tell them, tell tell the the people about themselves. So we want to say thank you to you, Miss Michelle. Dolls, Bert. Yes. For your chicks rock. Thank you. And we want to thank your awesome camera guy who is helping to assist you who is keeping you held up because it takes more than just one person to fulfill the idea yeah you know you have to have a village to help you so we want to thank everybody that helps you thank you with your platform we thank you and we thank everybody well i thank everybody (laughs) for you know just supporting you thank you thank you thank you so much lady alma that it's been a pleasure thanks so much for checking out the podcast today be sure to like it leave your comments and share it with a friend if you have a product or service you'd like to have promoted during the show please contact us at info at realchicksrock.com and we'll send you the details. We're reaching the masses and we would love for you to join us on the ride. Until next time, take care and continue to rock on.